It's good to be together to worship God. Which is better than remaining home. And light uh, shines much in the darkness. When others are going in their uh, dances and uh, all things. For us, we remain worshiping God. Praise be to God. Then there's another thing which I want to talk about. I believe in being balanced. Uh, Brother Pilgrim, Brother Branham, Brother Pilgrim. Uh, Brother Peter Green uh, said that in everything that Brother Branham keep, was doing, keep balance. He told him that you, you keep balanced. And he also said that Brother Branham told us that the truth is always in the middle of the road. Extreme side. Not on the extreme side. Not ex extreme left, not extreme. Right. So some people believe that Christmas it's an abomination to go to church and worship on Christmas. But because it's not the day when Jesus was born. I don't believe that way. I believe it's good to go to church to worship than to stay at home. Now that is now going extreme. The other one is going is being extreme. Let me read to you a few quotes here. But here, but here is what it is. They have taken sacredness out from Christmas. Or budget Christmas. To make it a Christmas. Or to, make, to make it not a Christmas. Or but a worship day. But a celebration. We do we we you hear people say we are going to celebrate Christmas. That is wrong. We should never celebrate Christmas. Christmas. Christmas is a day of worship. Christmas not a celebration. We celebrate Lincoln's birthday. We celebrate Washington's birthday. If you were down in the deep south, if if you were if you were down in the deep south, we would, we would celebrate Elise's birthday or Jackson. Their birthday is a celebration. But the birthday of Christ, I believe, should be a day of consecration. Worship. Instead of tonight, of people at church, all their knees praying, thanking God for the real Christmas gift. Christmas. I will bring a balance 
later on in the preaching. In a few weeks, another one. In a few weeks, or, or even right now, there is reindeers and Santa Clauses and jingle bells and all kinds of things hanging up. Which is a pagan ceremony. It's an article of the Catholic Church. People paying great prices and swapping presents and things like that. Pagan. Christmas is a day of worship. Christmas And by the way, Christ wasn't born on 25th day of December either. He couldn't, have been, he couldn't have been. It couldn't have been in Judea. The hills are full of snow. Worse than it is here. Around December. Born in April when all nature comes forth. Now, but it's their tradition. Why do we do these things? Because we follow the traditions of men instead of the commandments of God. Something like that wouldn't matter. But they just make a commercial day out of it. It's a disgrace. A shame for them to do such things as that. A pagan ceremony. When did Santa Claus have anything to do with Jesus? Santa Cruz When the Easter rabbit or chicken, all a chicken all colored up with some kind of ink or something or some kind of a little white rabbit have anything to do with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Don't you see how the commercial world mm. So you see there is a, between there there is a celebration and there is worship. Jesus was never born on 25th December. He was born around April. And there is nowhere in the Bible they ever celebrated his birthday. Amen. Amen. Yes, but then he was born, right? He was born. Now, he was born for who? For me. Is it for the sinners out there or for us? He was born for us. So whichever day he was born, he was born. There is another quote I didn't look for it, but it says, Brother Bravo said, I don't think God matters which day you, you celebrate 
the birth of the Lord. Lord was not born today. But if in your heart you are worshipping God for sending you the Savior. God will be pleased. It is better than to start home and, and demonstrate. Amen. <laughs> Brother Bram said, last year or year before last, I had the privilege of speaking a Christian a Christmas message here at Ramada. And I believe I spoke on the subject either here or Phoenix on why little Bethlehem. Oh God. And I believe then it was here. Last year I spoke on we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And you know we read the Bible and we wonder those whys. And tonight I thought if you would bear with me a, a while and pray with me, I'll try to give you my Christmas message. Don't you see that there is some balance here? How it is, uh, it came from pagan roots from uh, Rome, and it has so nothing to do with about But he wasn't demonstrating against it. God knows, God only knows where we'll be next Christmas. If there is a next Christmas after this, so this might be the last Christmas we set together until we set at another uh, until we set at another table. And it will not be one of this type. But it will be when we eat and drink the communion anew with him in the Father's kingdom at the end of the road. And then let us approach it tonight as if this was the last Christmas message we would ever set together in in the deepness of sincerity. This is from the message why it had to be shepherd. Why did God use shepherds? 
you see a thought that is related with a birth. He's bringing a thought related with the birth of Christ. Christmas. Uh huh. Another one. And I thought, being that we were facing the Christmas time, that maybe I would speak. A Christmas message. That is from why little Bethlehem. Another one. And then the last, the last, and then the Sunday after Christmas, the Lord willing, I want to preach my Christmas message here at the Tabernacle. Sunday after Christmas, the Lord willing, the next will be. The tramp of the oh, 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 the, the tramp on the street. Trump. There's something he talked of it, but uh, uh-huh. another quote. I was going to give my Christmas message, but, but I did. But if I did, then I would bring that comes from out of town, maybe kind of disturb Christmas. You know of going back, and so I thought maybe it would be best if we would gather together and worship the Lord this morning in this manner. Part of the Christmas service. Christmas. But now, does Brother Branham? Branham. Does he own the, the demonstration that message churches are making? According to these quotes that we have read, does he represent? that demonstration according to the quotes that we have read there are very many but according to those few that we have read if you go to church it will seem as if you are worshipping Christmas as if you are celebrating Christmas no, there is a difference, brother. Does he represent that? Let me give you another one here. This is from the message, says we would see Jesus. Say, God bless you. Not exactly a Merry Christmas. See, Merry Christmas. But God is blessings of Christmas be upon you. May the Christ of Calvary hide you in himself, blanket you, so wrap you and enshroud you in his word till his word will be made flesh in you is my prayer. I too take this as my Christmas greeting to you.
Let me give my last one here. We want to say we appreciate you so much. And we want to wish you a Merry Christmas and the best of the new year. God be with you and give you new things. More of the new life that you are seeking and hungering for. That's what I'm, I'm doing myself. He's hungering for more of God. Now, uh, Christmas till 25th December. Kusingo, no? Are you the one who knows it better that Christmas was not on 25th December better than him? Are you the one who knows it better that it was begun by Romans not uh, better than him? Let us say what is on the, the table. Let us stay with the table. We enjoy to say, oh, we like to say that. Let's uh, do what the table uh, says. But when the table comes to correct our traditions, our mindset, our mindset, we are not willing to be corrected. Some people have... Uh, uh, put a hindrance to the gospel uh, trying to, to riot in the way which is even not there. Uh, some people on such a day like today some um, uh, ministers they command their believers to get hoes and go to the gardens that now they are demonstrating against Christmas. And there you are stumbling the gospel for no good reason. No, you are just, you are just, Brother Brother, I'm, I will read a quote in the sermon I'm going to preach because I'm going to preach also Christmas message. Uh, he said, light shines better in darkness. So for them, actually, what, what they call Christmas is just celebration. But to us, it is worship. We worship the Lord. We consecrate ourselves to the Lord. Let them know the difference. That it's not about drinking and putting and drink and eating and putting on new clothes. It's about dedicating ourselves and consecrating our lives to Him who was born to save us from sin. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for thy grace and mercy. Thank you for sending Jesus Christ, thy son, to die for us on the cross of Calvary. He took my place. He took our place that we may take his place. He became a curse that we may be blessed. He became a sinner that we may have the righteousness of God. He became poor that you might, we might become rich. He was rejected 
and forsaken even by you until he cried my father my father why hast thou forsaken me so that we can be accepted help us this morning we know he was not born 25th December but someday of the year he was born and we thank you Lord for sending us the Messiah Emmanuel the word made flesh the son of the living God may he help us Lord to live true to him and to be molded in his image in the name of Jesus Christ our savior amen Amen. let us turn on our feet turn to the book of Matthew chapter 2 now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king behold there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem saying where is he that is born king of the Jews for we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him Awo Yesu byazaliwa mu Bethlehem eche Judea ku mirembe ya Herod kabaka raba abagezigezi abava ebuvanjuba ne bajja e Jerusalem ngabagamba anti ari rudda wa oyo yazaliwa kabaka ari rudda wa oyo yazaliwa kabaka wa Abayudaya kubanga twaraba emunyenye ebuvanjuba ne tujja okumusinza when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes, the chief uh, and the people, the scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. Kerode kabaka boyawurira neyerari kirira iranabe yersare mubona. Na kunganya ba kabona abakurubona naba wandisi nabantu nababuzanti Kristo arizari wawa. And they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, and thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel Nabo nebamugamba anti mubesirekem eche wudaya kubanga wechawandikibwa nabi wechtionti nawe besirekemu nc ya yuda tori mutono mubalangira tori mutono mubalangira ba yuda kubanga afuga ariva mugwe era arirunda abantu bange israeli amen Amen. There is a redeemer, Jesus, son of God, precious Lamb of God, Messiah, oh, Holy One. There 
And why Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And there could not have been any other place he could have been born. So because it spoke his name and what he was. And we found that out through the scripture that he Bethlehem is the house of God is bread. And he was God is bread of life. And there was no way and it gives us to know then that well all born again Christians are born in Bethlehem. Christ is God is Bethlehem. Pray. Christ is God is Bethlehem. His house of bread of eternal life. We are sharing together on the message that is called We Have Seen His Star. And have come to worship Him. This was preached by Brother Branham. I take the same title. Amen. Amen. So one, why little Bethlehem? He starts by telling us why it had to be Bethlehem. He had to be born in Bethlehem and no any other place. Because Bethlehem means God is house of Bread. And Jesus Christ is the bread of life. He said, I'm the bread that came from heaven. So the bread of life had to be born in God's house of bread. Bethlehem. His very birthplace pronounces what he was to us. Teacher, 
Amen. What he is to us. He is the bread of life unto us. Meaning that if we ever want to eat the bread of life, go eat to Bethlehem. That's why you will find him. That's where he is born. In the house of the bread of life. And to us who are hungry, we that need to eat the bread of life to have life. That's where he is born. Why little Bethlehem? That's not why we are sharing this morning. But Brother Branham preached it. Why little Bethlehem? Why little shepherd? But this morning is we have seen his star. Oh, what a beautiful thought. All that, all that titles and uh, the pronunciations that they made about Jesus' birth. They are so inspiring. The very we have seen his death. And we have come to worship him. We have not seen him. But we have seen his death. And his star is declaring that Messiah is on earth now. He's not in heaven. He's not somewhere on the way. But he is on earth now. We have not seen him. We don't know where he is. But we are looking for him. For we are very sure. He is somewhere. He is on earth. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. And they said we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. In other words, we have seen his sign for this age that they were living in. It was prophesied so. So I will visit this quote again. But before that, I want to also read this quote in the very message about Christmas. Now, notice Christmas now has changed. Christmas. Now, the real day of Christmas that we would be that, that would be disputed. Because we do not know it. We do not know it. The way we take Christmas, if you ever studied it, taking the Catholic Church's conception of what Christmas was. Actually, Christmas could not be born on the 25th day of December. Christmas, and be according with the scriptures. Because there is that foot of snow in Judea in that time. It could not have been suffered out 
on the hills and so forth. And it will be controlled then to all nature. He came like nature. Those days, all these days, in Judea they fed, or in Jerusalem they fed their animals on hay. And shelter. They would harvest that grass, make hay, and keep it waiting for this kind of a time where when it is winter. So they would feed their animals in, in shelter. That is around December. But you know when Jesus was born, it was not winter. The shepherds were in the field. Which cannot happen during this time, this season of the year. So, because God has a law and those laws can't be changed. The sun goes down, you can't say, well, it won't rise. It does rise. Summer, winters, and so forth. It's set in order. And they, everyone, work perfect. Now, but he was perhaps born in April. All May, one, when he was a lamb, and every other thing proved he would be a lamb. That's the reason he was born in a manger in a barn. And not in a house. Because lambs are born outside in the barns. In straw and stuff. It's in straw and stuff. And, and not in the house. Jesus was born in a manger. Because there was no room in the inn. But that was not by mistake. That was by God's purpose. He was not to be born in the house. There is no lamb that is born in the house. There is no lamb that is born on tiled house. And sealed house and, and on a mattress. Lambs are born in a manger. All out in the field. So when they came around that time, there was no room in the inn. And then Joseph and Mary were turned into the manger. They were Never, 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 never,
they showed them a manger for where and they could go. that was God's purpose. God was saying something. This is a lamb. This is not a theologian. This is a lamb of God. So he comes when there is no room other place but in a manger. It was not by mistake. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And uh, when he was taken to the crucifixion, he was led away. You remember you leave the ship. You go to the slaughterhouse down here. They got a goat, they got a goat or something that leads the ship. The, the ship won't go in himself. It's got to be led in, in every way. He was. So then in nature, he had to be born when the lambs are born. And that is in April. See, that's when he was born. But then when Christianity was brought into Romanism and mixed atmosphere, then they had the Son God. Jupiter. Jupiter. And the Son God of Rome, his uh, birthday was uh, between about 25th day of December. Because the Roman circus started on the 21st, the Roman circus started on the 21st and lasted till the 25th, which was in celebration of the sun God's birthday. Because it was the days of the birth of their son God. Muvaka Christante versus idolatry. In the message. He said that the scientists told them of Rome, they told them that around that time, from 21st to 25th, there is a way the sun increases the strength. So they made it to be the birthday of the sun. Now, when they received Christianity, they wanted to, to put it the, the birthday of Jesus because they wanted to please both Christians and pagans. Yeah, if they remove completely the day of the pagans, the, pagan, the pagans will be upset. And now, Christianity is. Uh, is uh, taken over. Is, is taken. There are men also Christians. They want to please them also. So they have to recognize their, the, sun, the, 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 the birth of, their, of, the, of the sun they worship. 
Kati nebaga la basigaze Jaguza kwa mazari waga katonda wabo wenjuwa I mean the son of God whom the Christians were worshipping So it was now win-win 50-50 remain with a day and this one instead of S-U-N they put S-O-N that makes you please the two groups the Christians and the pagans so blending Romanism and pagans Christianity they said let's make it this the son of God is birthday and then we can all agree upon it. See, it's always been on systems of compromising to the truth every time. Has always been. So today we find out that in there they've injected everything. All of our holidays are polluted. Easter, it's no more the resurrection of Christ. Easter, it's a rabbit. All a new heart. A new? A new heart. In coffee and pier. Oh, in coffee All a little pink duck. They are pink, but it's painting. It has nothing to do with the res resurrection of Christ. No more, more than Santa Claus has anything to do with the birth of Jesus Christ. How many of you know about Santa Claus? That thing which they call Father Christmas. What relationship does it have with the birth of Jesus Christ? But it's the world. And the commercial world has got everything in such a tango and mess until no wonder God is justified to burn the thing up. And he's going to do it. He promised to do it. And he has got it in this mess. There is no hopes for it. It's gone. And now that in the hour of this darkness, as I said, that we live in, still Christians should be holding forth that light. That light. That there is a truth to Christmas. In the hour of darkness and this mess and this whatever, Christians should be holding forth that light that there is a truth to Christmas. That it is the birth of Jesus Christ. The son of God. The zigzag forked lightning into a dark cloudy angry skies shows there can be light in darkness. 
ebitangala ebyebi myanso ebikuba mubire ebidugavu eyo bilaga nti wasobola kubera we kitangala it proves that there can be light chikakasa wasobola kubera we kitangala masekati genzikiza amen amen now back to the wise men katudeli bali abasajja bagezigezi they came bajja with expectation they were on fire with a lot of expressions we have come to worship him we have seen his star in the east and it has headed this way and you see they had gifts they had gifts to worship him with the Bible says when they reached him, they gave the gifts, and one of the gifts was gold. Frankincense. Onobrosa. Amen. And mal. Ne. Then mal. And Brother Branham defines what all this represented. Gold is deity. Frankincense is deity. Meaning this child is God himself. The deity is in him. He is God. Uh, every gift was describing him. Frankincense stood for service. He is a service to Jehovah. And he has come to die for us. To redeem us. And man. Mal was anointing of the dead. We find in the St. John, the ninth chapter, the funeral service of Jesus. When Mary and them went, they taken this mal to anoint him with because he must be the servant of death for Jehovah. Somebody had to die. That was a service that had to be done. For God. And nobody was willing to do it but God himself. So bringing the mouth showing that the service that he also was anointed with mouth. So that you know they carried deity meaning Jehovah is God Frankincense means service and then mal. Amen. Amen. Meaning it had to be put to death in order to save the imperfect one. Oh, what a great thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Service to Jehovah. Amen. Amen. 
to die. If you get all the gifts and you make one sentence out of them, it is serving service of death to Jehovah. Service for death and to Jehovah. The other day we saw a quote that God put his law the day you eat thereof you shall die. And there cannot be a law for the sake of a law being there. When there is a law, there is consequences for breaking the law. So God is just. He is a God of justice. So that penalty had to be made. For God to remain who he is. Because he had said. You eat of this tree you die. The penalty was death. That has to take place. That has to be there. For God to remain just. Amen. Amen. He's a God of justice. Now that his law has to be met. But now. At the same time he's a God of love. And he's a God of kindness. And when he loved his son. When he loved you and me. And then this justice has to be made. There has to be a death. And if you died. You are lost. There is no way you can die and live. If you die you are gone. He has lost you. And then death has to take place. But he alone remained the one who can die and take his life again and call it justice. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Justice has to be made. But you, the culprit, you, the guilty one, if you meet that justice, because that's what you deserve, if you meet it, then he has lost you. You are gone. You are lost. Because you cannot die and again live. But him, he had power that he can die and then take, restore himself and justice is man. The law is not demanding because the penalty of sin has been made. 
Hallelujah. Amen. They don't have to uh, remain just. They don't of God was saying that he must die. And it had to remain a There had to be a death. But again, you who had to die, God loves you. He wants you to remain living. But you can't die and again live. But the law was demanding death. His law, he could not break his law. And again, he remains God. But him, he had in him power to die and again restore his life. That's why Jesus said that I have power Nina of Sobozi to take my life and power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. In me there is a law from my father the eternal law that I can die and restore myself. So that's why he had to die. And after that is done, his justice is made. Justice is made. Now the law was not demanding because it has been paid. There was one who was willing to die in what my stead. That are so, so unworthy. Might live. Now there is no condemnation. I know I am free. Hallelujah. Amen. There is no any more condemnation. You are free. Praise God. Brother Branham illustrates it. Barabbas. Barabbas was in prison. And he was sentenced to die. And he knew very well. By law, he has to die. And he was waiting for a moment when he was going to be pulled out and hanged on the cross. And then he hears a knock that day. Maybe it was an afternoon, I don't know. He hears the, the, the padlocks making noise the opening and he comes out knowing now the heart is pumping very hard and he looks up there at the cover where he's going to be hung and then he's told Barabbas you're free go home he could not believe it so what do you mean he thought they are teasing him. What do you mean? What do you mean? Do you see that man? Do you see? Look there. Look there at the hill. You see those three people hanging on the cross? The man in the middle has took, he has took your place. Glory! Amen.
I am that Barabbas. Nze Barabbas oyo. I am the guilty one. Amen. Narisi. I was supposed to die. Nari nyirokufa. But the man in the middle. He took my place. He paid my debt. But I could not pay. I will forever be grateful. So. No Rachel. He is God's service. Unto death or for death. Those gifts were we are defining that. This boy here he is God's service for death. God frankincenses God required a sinner to die. And God chose to die for the sinner. And this boy here, he is God who has come in the image of God. Is that God who has come in the image of man? To die Okufa. to satisfy God is just this. Amatize Owenkanya Wakatonda. Owatu Kirzo Wenkanya Wakatonda. Oh, I love him. Gamwagara. I love him. Magara. Because he first loved. Kwanga Yasoko Kunjagara. And purchase my salvation. On Calvary. And when you get that revelation. You also have to offer your life. You have to come worship him. With those kind of gifts. Meaning Jesus you my God. You Redeemer. For you, and I give my life for you. I will serve you, and I live for you all the days of my life. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And the wise men came carrying those gifts. And there, there. And when they reached Jerusalem, Jerusalem was the headquarter of religion. The star did not lead them to Jerusalem. But having reached the headquarter of religion, they thought now they have arrived. Remember, they came from east. Brother Branham said they came walking and riding on the car with camels. He said it must have taken them about two years. They came from India walking. And two years, Jesus Christ was not a infant as people. Think in a in a chivaya. No, as people put it, he was a young boy. 
So when they reached Jerusalem, they thought he must be, we have arrived. And they entered there. And they asked, where is he? They were so excited. Where is he? King of the Jews. Where is he? And the religious leaders looked at them in amazement. Where is he? Where is he? They had no they had no knowledge about it. They were green about it. They were just keeping their traditions and their rituals. Jerusalem was cold. Jerusalem was dead. It had no knowledge of the Messiah. So like this morning, if you can go to Rubaga, and you're looking for Jesus Christ, you're looking for Emmanuel, the word made flesh. The one who can take away your sins. The one who can heal you. The one who can give you eternal life. The priest there will look at you with amazement. They have no knowledge about it. They are dead in their traditions. That's what was happening in Jerusalem. And all the time they stayed in Jerusalem. They didn't see there any sign, any godliness. Until they went out. The Bible says when they went out, the star appeared again. God is so gracious when you are sincerely looking for God. God. Even when you stray, God will help you realize your error. And as you come out of the error, the pillar of fire will appear again. The sign will appear again. Because brother and sister, we are meant to move with saints. Don't walk blindly. The saints help us to know which road we are taking. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're going to Ginger this morning, you reach somewhere and they say 20 kilometers to Ginger. You feel encouraged. Yes, I'm still on the road. I am still on the road. I'm going to reach Ginger. Hallelujah. Amen. And you reach somewhere. Some junction. You say, have I taken the right thing? Maybe you have reached Lugaz. There is a roundabout there. Why do you roundabout? There is a road this way. There is a road. No, I think I have to go straight. Okay. But, uh, am I, have I taken the right decision? Okay, let, let us move on. Let us move on. Uh, if I find a sign, it will help me. And then you, as you drive, wondering whether you are still on the road. And then you find a sign. 15 kilometers to change. You get encouraged. Yes, I'm still on the road. 
Oh, brother and sister, as the church of the living God, once in a while, God likes to come and perform a sign in a man. God has said so much and he makes a sign. He comes and manifests the pit of fire. He comes and gives us a testimony. He comes and heals some a disease. A disease. And someone gets healed. We are still working with God. The pit of fire is still leading. Brother, don't walk a long distance without seeing any sign. You're just there. You no longer feel yourself in spirit. You no longer break through. You no longer break through in prayer. You no longer worship and feel free in the prayer of God. You're just there. You don't have spiritual dreams. You no longer spirit have the spiritual dreams. You no longer pray until you enter the spirit. And you cry and groan and you feel the presence of God. You no longer feel that. But for you, you are continuing. How do you know whether you you have not strayed, whether you have not gone off the road? How do you know? It is possible you are off the road. But God is gracious. If you are still on the road, He will bring a sign. He will give you a visitation to show you you are still moving on the right in the right direction. These signs shall follow them that believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The presence of God must follow you. You must go with you. You must go witnessing the presence of God in your life. It is not word, word, word all the time. It's not word, word, word only. The signs are very important. The signs the signs when Ruth was laboring Ruth was laboring in the harvest of Boaz the Bible says, Boaz told his servants that led there. Beware of her and handle her with care. We don't want her to get discouraged. Once in a while, drop a handful on purpose. That as she comes Hallelujah. Amen. You know, it was a time of gleaning. Gleaning is when the Harvest is about to offer. Do you know we are living in a time when harvest is about to offer? It is very hard to labor today. It is very hard to labor in the gospel today. 
You can preach you can preach 10 crusades before you catch a soul. It's very hard. So it was a time of gleaning. The harvest about over. And once you go around and you gleaning and gleaning, and you take long to fill a basket, you easily get discouraged. So Boaz knew that. He told his young men there, as you go harvesting, you purposely drop on purpose. The when she finds a big bunch, she picks it up and fills her basket and gets discouraged. So Brother Bram said, that's what God does. He will order his angels. I don't want my bride to get so I don't want my bride to get so discouraged. Drop in there at the tabernacle. Drop there at speckled by tabernacle. Once in a while. And give them an anointed service. And give them a testimony. And move in their midst. Let the service be anointed. That she may be the she may be incorrect. What a wonderful father we have. He cares about you. He is with you. He doesn't want you to get discouraged. He doesn't want you to get so tired. He knows you must work yourself in fear and trembling. And you must sleep and work. He gives you encouragement. He gives you signs to encourage you. Amen. Signs are there to encourage. Yes, once in a while. Let them baptize some five souls. Amen. Amen. That one will give her strength. She spends a lot of time preaching for a long time without anyone coming. Preaching, no one coming. That one discourages the bride. Let them at least have some baptism service with around like five souls and maybe at about for the bride to get strong again. Why do you spend a lot of time without seeing signs? You just got dry. Even when the service is going on, you keep dozing. Other than saying amen for it, just passes you. You're just there, you're just gazing. You're just gazing. 
You are just yawning, gazing, and uh, dozing. You enjoy sitting behind and you just keep looking. You hide in some pillars. Because you have no point in you. You have no victory. Uh, for how long shall you be walk as a Christian without sins? You ask God, am I still in the faith? What is going on? The Bible says, check yourself to see if you are still in the faith. Amen. Church, check yourself. Uh, check yourself, you dry church. Why do you think for the sake of singing? You sing ceremonial singing. You preaching, you are like Anglicans. Things are just there. You spent the whole year without baptizing even a soul. No even a testimony. No even any healing. What, 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 what? We are just in the message moving. We are in the world. How sure are you that you are still in the message? How sure are you? You may call it the message. When it's not the message, you just went off the road. You are in dogmas. Amen. Signs are very important. The presence of God is very important. Hallelujah. Amen. The time they spent in Jerusalem, there wasn't any sign. There is a brother who got confused some time back and got to a, and went to a certain church. From here, <laughs> he's around. I ask him to forgive. And the time he stayed there. Was Brother, Organda. when you have lost track and you are the seed of God, God will make you know that there is something wrong. Amen. And then, one morning dry and troubled, he opened the scripture. Isaiah, is it 30? Wow unto them who go to uh, Egypt to, ha- to, get, to earn something. Wow unto them. The scripture hit him. He said, Pastor, things are not good here. It seems I strayed. Yeah, I strayed. When I opened, that's what the scriptures told me. I told him that that scripture is a real prophecy to your life. I told him that let's meet and talk. We met and talked. 
Even the message itself could show him that he got a strength. But there are some spirits which are there to strike people. In these days, today, there are such kind of spirits. There are many spirits. You got to be careful. Brother, sister. God gave the children of Israel the supernatural blessed bread. In the in the bosom of Aaron, called the Urim Thummim, to declare whether they are right or wrong. Katonda yawa abana ba Israeli echo mixechar chambers wa mchufuacha Aaron ngaye Urim Thummim eba ulira echi echi chamu nechtuf. If any man comes and comes, this is a revelation. God has given me a revelation. Oh, God has given me a revelation. Bring it to the Urimithumim. When they bring it there, when they bring it there, if it has come from God, it will shine. Rainbow colors. To show this thing is supernatural. It is God. But however, however wonderful it sounds. If they brought here to the blessed bread. And the blessed bread is quiet. The breastplate remains dark and, and dull. And form throw that thing away. It is not of God. That was a sign, supernatural sign detector. Supernatural sign detector. So don't deceive yourself. When things are going from bad to worse. Cold and formal. You're becoming more and more worldly. No anointing, no power. No victory in prayer. You can even hardly get enough strength to sing amazing grace. Don't continue deceiving yourself. Check yourself. There is likely to be something wrong. So when they came out of Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Oh, why? Brother, brother, from the time we entered here, had you gotten any dream? Uh, brother, I uh, had not yet. Uh, had you prayed and had any, any breakthrough? Brother, I, uh, I hardly remember. Have you ever danced in the spirit since that time? Brother, I can I, I hardly say amen in the service. Oh, okay. Now what are we doing here? What are we doing here? We'd rather go back home. Watch it today, Waka. 
Let us move. These were wise men. Not foolish religious fanatics. They were wise men. So they started to move out of Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The sign appeared again. And the Bible said they rejoice exceedingly. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. They rejoice exceedingly. Hallelujah. Amen. We have seen his star. We have come to worship. We have seen his star. The star is saying, Messiah is on us. Where is he? Where is he, King of the Jews? Brother and sister, they did not see the Messiah, but they saw his star. And they knew this is saying, Messiah, Messiah is on us. Brother, I want to tell you, after 2,000 years, there are other wise men today, on earth today. They have a testimony. They are saying, Bagamba, we have seen his star. Amen. And we are here. We have come from rituals. We have come from So he's around. Amen. Amen. He's around. What is the attraction on the mountain? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What is the attraction on the mountain? And the scientists are saying. Uh, the and the scientists are saying a supernatural, a, 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 a strange cloud. And it is turning in a place where no natural cloud can form. We can't explain this phenomenon. We can't understand it. Uh -huh. And then the prophet comes with a message. What is the attraction on the mount? 
There is an attraction there on Sunset Mountain. What is the attraction there? There is a, that's a sign. And then he comes with a message. Look away to Jesus. Look away to Jesus. And then he comes with a, with a message. The unveiling of God. And he said, God always comes veiled in a human skin. But we the wise men, we have seen his star. And we have come to worship him. Brother, I cannot calculate and tell you when Jesus will come. When Jesus will come. I cannot tell you the day, the month, the year that the rapture will take place. And I'm not very much interested in reading the news. And to preach a lot of signs. Jesus said, an adulterous generous, wicked and adorer. Look at a sign. Sign, sign. Peter Paul is this age. Oh, son, son, son. This is the shortest age. Then they calculate. They are five years remaining. You may have fallen into that thing. You may be fallen into trouble. Don't calculate canary. Tobala canary. Don't calculate canary. If you turn to see those people who keep on calculating, you will be the blackboard and calculate and rub and calculate. But their life is not changing. It's not to repentance. Then I may say that why do you want the day of the Lord? Why do you wait for the day of the Lord? The day of the Lord is not good. It's dark darkness. And to you Why do you spend your time recounting for the days or waiting for the day of the coming of the Lord? Brother Abraham Nagamba. Abraham said that. He may come tomorrow. Or he may come a hundred years from now. But you keep ready. Every day. Be he ready. As if he's going to come just the next hour. They just go deceiving people. Hey, did, have, you had, have, you had, have you had this, this and the other? In Jerusalem, they have discovered oh. that the red heifer. Have you had? Have you had? Have you had this? The mosque of Oman is soon going to be destroyed. Spend my time on such a, a, a message. On such a sermon. On such a sermon. But let me tell you the most important sign. The greatest and important sign to show that the coming of the Lord is at hand is the revelation of the Son of Man. 
When you see a ministry like that of William Branham, know ye that there is no more time. When God came to Abraham uh, with um, an image of man it was a sign that fire is ready to fall unto Sodom. So far we are saying is one. We have seen the star and we have come to worship. Have you had this and that and the other? And now he's in uh, the lady, the president. Have you had this? Now they get excited. From there they go to drink alcohol. From there they go into adultery. Now if the woman has become a president, so what? Now we are waiting for the last sign. Vision the last vision. The last vision was America to be hit into ashes. A bomb to fall into America. The bride would not be on the earth by that time. So one of the things you are looking for does not help you. The bride would have already gone to the rapture. Brother Branham, Brother Branham said that that we are very far from the time the rapture was to take place. We already passed that time. We passed the time of the rapture. So therefore, be ready as, as, as early as now. Don't just look for signs. Seek for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be on your knees. Seeking for the Holy Spirit. We have seen Easter. I want to read this quote again to you. And they said we have seen Easter in the East. And we have come to worship him. In other words, we have seen his sign for this age. That they were living in. It was prophesied so. Now what is prophesied about this age? He said when the son of man shall be revealed again. And that son of man being revealed. Is the ministry when God comes down in Hiding behind a human skin. Like he came before burning Sodom and Gomorrah. And he came to Abraham. That is the last sign. It is called the super sign. When Brother Branham could stand and tell people even what they are thinking. When he would turn his back and select that angel Elohim when he had his 
back down to the tent. And he could discern Sarah's thoughts in the tent. And then he will tell someone behind him. Now you set your mind to think about something. And then it, now you're thinking this. And change your mind. Think on something else now. Now this is what has come in your mind. You are thinking about this. Amen. That is a major sign. He is not the Messiah. Brother Branham is not the Messiah. But that is a star. Declaring the Messiah. Amen. Then he preached that message. What is the attraction on the mountain? He said it is the fulfillment of Revelation 10, one down to 7. What does he say? And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven closed with a cloud and a rainbow was upon his head and his face was as it were the sun and his feet as the pillar the pillars of smoke and he had in his hand a little book open and he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot upon the earth and cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. Hallelujah. Amen. Roar. And then, Seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things with the seven thunders uttered and write them not. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven and so by him that liveth forever created the heaven and and the thing that they are all and the earth and the thing that are therein and the sea and the Oh, the things that are that there should be time no more, no longer. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished as he had declared to his servants the prophet. And the voice which I heard from heaven 
spake unto me again. And said unto me. And said, Go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I, went, and I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up. Shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet. As the honey. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, uh, I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he, said unto, and he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues. Let me ask you this whole chapter that we have read, which verse is yet to be fulfilled? All has been fulfilled. I was preaching in some church in Ghana. So when I read the scripture, and I said this angel come down from heaven with, a, with an open book, his mother eagle, Coming looking for his eaglets. For in Thessalonians, the Bible said, The Lord Himself shall descend with a shout and with a voice and with a trump. So this shout is the message of the hour. In the message of the hour is the open book. The church became very silent. I knew I have hit a nail. I didn't want to bring confusion. I went off. In the course of the week, the pastor with his deacons found me in a hotel. Wanting to educate me. How Revelation 10, 1 down to 7 has not yet been fulfilled. They told me it is only seven that is fulfilled, but ten one is not fulfilled. How can seven be fulfilled and one it is not fulfilled? It doesn't even make sense. They said that is true and not to the Jews and everything and all that. 
Then the minister told me, I wish you can prepare ministers in Uganda. I come and I teach them these things. So I'm not an agent of corruption. Brother Branham said, what is the attraction on the mountain? And then he said, on sunset mountain. And he said, it's the fulfillment of Revelation 10, that angel who had the cloud over his head is that one. That is the angel with the cloud over his head on sunset mountain. And there was a lot of noise about it. It was put in Life magazine. And the science, we are puzzled. A mysterious crowd. I have that very magazine in my house. Someone gave it to me that very magazine. It came out in 1962. I have it. In the comments of the scientists. They were puzzled what that cloud could be. There is only one man who could tell us what it is. That is William Branham. Because he was there when it took place. When the seven angels appeared with a blush, they carried him in themselves. And they spoke to him and told him, Go back to Jeffersonville. For the seven seals are going to be revealed. And after that, with a blush, they went in the air. He knew what it is. Amen. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Brother Branham said in Revelation 5, the Lamb goes to the angel to the hand to the one seated on the throne. He takes the book sealed with seven seals. Open the seals and he comes down in Revelation 10 with an open book now. And he said, When is coming? When is coming? The seventh angel is on earth at the time of that coming. Why, brother? This angel coming from heaven is supernatural. Is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he cannot come as Jesus. And he shows himself to the world now in his, uh, in his spiritual body. He always, want, he always has a physical representative. 
He will always have a physical representative. When God said, I have had the cry of my people in Egypt because of the oppression of Pharaoh and of come down to deliver them. I am come down. But what did the Pharaoh see? What did Egypt see? What did Goshen see? He saw a man. He was sticking his hand. Hallelujah. Amen. What did the fellow see? He saw a man. He said, You, how long? How long? Let my people go. Let my people go. What did the fellow see? Did he show? Did he say, I am? Did he see Jehovah? What did he see? He saw a man that he knew very well. He knew his weaknesses. He knew his ups and downs. That's the man who said, Let my people go. But who was speaking? Who was speaking? It was the greater Yam. It was Elohim. Let my people go. He will always have a physical representative. He will always have a star. That we can look at. And the wise man will say, We have seen his star. And we know the star cannot be here when he is not here. Amen. We don't worship the star. Amen. We worship him. But the star directs us to where he is. Do you know what he told us? He told us, I'm not the one who opened the seven seals. He is the one who opened the seven seals. And he is those seals. Jesus is those seals. And he said, the revealed word is your husband. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When you see John the Baptist, the voice crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Brother, when you see John, you know that Christ is on earth Amen. He may be in Joseph's carpentry. He may be in the desert. He may be in the wilderness. But when you see John the Baptist, he's saying, I'm not the one. I am only sent to lead him. He's coming out to When you see John the Baptist, the Holy Spirit, if he will reveal to you, you will speak with our wise men. We have seen his stuff. And we know he is someone. Somewhere. 
so wise men today. When you see the message of this age, that's a big sign. I want to talk about seven thunders, but time is gone. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Amen. I want to talk a little bit about the Revelation 10. Because one of the things that is, uh, uh, that is puzzling people is uh, seven thunders. They are revealed, they are not revealed. They are revealed. We can now tell what the seven seals are, but what about seven churches? Seven churches we know. Because when that angel comes down, his coming is associated with the seven thunders. And John wanted to write them because he saw he had. And when he wanted to write, because don't. But in the days of the voice of the seven angels, all, 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 all mysteries should be finished. Listen to this quote. It was in the end time period that the seven thunders of Jesus came forth. Came forth. Revelation 10, 3 to 4. And cried with a loud, with a loud voice. As when a lion roareth. Many had cried seven thunders out of their voices. I was about to write. I had a voice from heaven saying unto me, Say about things with the seven thunders and write them not. What was in those thunders? No one knows. But we, we need to know. The prophet said, but we need to know. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And it will take a prophet. We need to know. Did it just make just uh, uh, Did it just happen? happen? No, we need to know. And he said it will take a prophet. Those who say that the seven thunders were not revealed, I demand them a prophet. Because it will take. If the other one came and went and he left them not revealed, yet it requires a prophet. So we demand them a prophet. Amen. 
it will take a prophet to get the revelation because God has no other way of bringing out his scriptural revelation. His spiritual revelation except by a prophet. The word always came by a prophet. And always will. That is the law of God. It's evident by even a casual search of scripture. The unchanging God with unchanging ways invariably sent his prophet in every age when the people had strayed from divine order with both the theologians and the people having departed from the word God always sent his servant to this people. But apart from the theologians in order to correct the false teaching and lead the people back to God. So we see a seventh age messenger coming and he is a prophet. This is from Exposition of the Seven Church Ages. Chapter 9. It can only be done by a prophet. And we see the Seventh Church Age messenger coming and he is a prophet. So, if he went and left having revealed it, then we should wait another prophet. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But the prophet promise in the Bible is Elijah. Not any other. So that means he could not go. Having not revealed it. All you are making the Bible and the message contradict. Another quote, and then there is coming forth the seven mysterious thunders that is not written at all. They are not written at all. That's right. And I believe that through those seven thunders will be revealed in the last days in order to get the bride together for rapturing faith. Amen. So, don't expect them to be revealed outside the bride. Some are saying they will be revealed to the Jews. These ones are gathering the bride for the rapture. Not outside the bride age. And they can only be revealed by the prophet. And we need to know them. 
Amen. And I believe that through those seven thunders will be revealed in the last days in order to get the bride together for in faith because what we got right now we wouldn't be able to do it. Without the revelation of the seven thunders, what will be remaining with cannot give us the rapturing faith. There is something we've got to step further. We can't have enough faith for divine healing hardly. We've got to have enough faith to be changed for a moment and be out of this earth. And we'll find that after a while, the Lord willing, we find where it's written. If it's something breaking forth and a new coming and new coming of a new gift or something, it will be wonderful. If it's coming time that with the revelation of the seven thunders will be revealed to the church how, how to go. I don't know. I've just stated what I saw. Oh, my what a time is serious and eh, solemn eh, thinking. The message, is this the sign of the end? From the message, God hiding himself in simplicity. And you can realize what a great strain it is to me. Because if I teach anything wrong, I'm going to have to See, and so I must not take what anyone says. It must be inspired. And, and, and I believe the seven, that the seven angels who holds these seven thunders will grant it. Meaning they will release them. Seven thunders are held by seven angels. What does that mean? Those seven angels he met in the west. Each one was holding one of the thunders. They were holding seven thunders. And he said, I hope they will grant. Remember, they are written at the back side of the book. They are not written anywhere. That's why when John wanted to write, they told him, write not. But seal, they are sealed at the back. As Daniel had the seven thunders Daniel, and forbidden as John had the voices and this book was sealed and the back, uh, 
But in the days of these seals to be opened, the mystery of God will be finished. In other words, God would be known to his church. Not in three people, but as one person. The mystery of God would be revealed. And when that was completely revealed, the seven mysterious would open to the church. Because because in, if there, the church will be living under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Moving in and out and showing his signs and being alive and among us. Living among us. And we are then worshiping the living Christ that is among us. We have seen his star. And we have come to worship him. But remember Daniel was told by the angel. Daniel had heard seven thunders. They uttered their voices. Daniel grabbed his pen and started to write. And the angel said, don't write it. Amen. Amen. Are you ready? Let's get into just for about the next five minutes will you listen. Don't you write it. John saw the same thing. And it had already been written outside of the Bible. And it had seven seals on the back of the book. That no man could open those seals. There was them voices here in the Bible. Voices. Because a thunder is a voice of God. Written which is a mystery. It's written. But it's a mystery. It's a, but on the back side of the Bible. The revelations. As shown to Daniel. Amen. Can't you catch it, bride? It is written in the Bible in symbols. But outside the Bible, there are seven voices which are the revelations of what is written in the Bible. Amen. In the Bible, it is in symbols. But outside the Bible comes seven voices. And those seven voices, they are nothing but, but the revelation of what is there in the symbols. But on the back side of the Bible, the revelations are shown to Daniel. So what did Daniel see? He saw the revelations Amen. of what the symbol is all about. 
said that there is seven voices to be uttered that no man could open. No man knew what it was. Seven voices to be uttered. But the Bible says, and it told Daniel, and also John, that in the days, in the last days, these seven voices would be known by the real true church. You get it? Can you see where the false and counterfeit is trying their best to keep Great men from places like that. Where they? Amen. But now there are many quotes I could read, but because of time. Let me read one. Now, Brother Branham, after preaching the seven seals and everything, he's asked, have the seven thunders which equal seven mysteries already been revealed? Where they revealed in the seven seals, but are yet, but are yet not known to us as the standards yet. Said no. They were revealed in the seven seals. Is that a, a future thing? Is a this is a direct question and a direct answer. They were. Give you are saying they are not yet revealed. Then oh, what should, we believe? should we believe you? Or the prophet? They were revealed in the seven seals. That's what the standards was about. The seven that had uttered their voices to who? Eliani. To Daniel. Eli Daniel. To who? Eliani. To John. Eli and no one could make out what it was. John knew what it was. But, but he was forbidden to write it. He said by the he said, but the seventh angel in the days of his sounding the seven mysteries of the seven thunders would be revealed. And the seventh angel is the messenger of the seventh church age. Now let us close the quotes because Kati, we can. But now look. Katilaba. They are sealed. Outside the Bible. Because had they been written. The devil was to impersonate that and every theologian would be. Every serpent seed would be telling what it is. But they were sealed outside the Bible. And he said there are seven voices. 
And he said they are revelations of what is written in the symbol form in the Bible. Amen. Uh, have you got it? Are we together, brethren? Brother Branham was Brother Branham met those seven angels. They raised him in their midst. And they uh, took him to the skies. And they told him something. And they told him that go back to Jeffersonville. Because now the seven seals are going to be revealed. Hallelujah. Amen. Now. Uh, every time. Every day when he was to reveal a sign. He would not be knowing what it means. And he would not be knowing what it was. What it and he had no way to know how it would be. The angel came to him. The angel would come to him. The angel would come to him. Direct. And he tells him. What that seal is. Now the angel telling him. What that seal means. That is a voice. That is written outside the book. Amen. Amen. And that is a revelation of what is written in the book written in the symbol form. Amen. So there comes the seven voices. Seven consecutive voices. And those voices ask are separate from what is written there. But they are saying nothing but what is written. Because no one can add to the Bible. Even an angel from heaven cannot add to the Bible. So those seven voices, they don't come as additions to the Bible. They are revelations of what is already there. But written there in a, in a simple form. So John had them. Daniel had them. But he was forbidden to write. They were to be released in the end time. Are we together, church? Amen. Ordinarily, Mungeri endala obodia we ya once go. You read the scripture, and you cut the revelation of what is written. But now here, a being comes. 
And speaks to you. This, 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 this. So those are voices that are written outside that comes to the seventh angel. Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. To give him what the mystery is. They are not written in the Bible, but yet they are not additions to the Bible. They are revealing what the Bible is in the form of symbols. And those seven thunders, they gather the bride. Brother, we are not gathered by Yesu Murunji. Our and hills. That come and get the visa to go to America. Come and be blessed. That one gathers Pentecostal babies. That one gathers these small silver fish. These silver fish. But what captures the bride? Or what gathers the bride? Listen. Those small fish They are always nearer to the shores of the lake Where the waters are shallow If they go there in the deep waters They die from there Even they have no food there they come here at the shores where they eat these dirty things which come from the land. But these big fish, for them, they eat other fish for them to live. Uh, for those big fish, they can't swim from around the shore. If you want to get this big fish, a narrow patch, the narrow patch, you go to where water is in the midst of Lake Victoria. Uh, there are brothers here who work on Uyo the brother Isaac. There's brother Isaac there. He knows that very well. Uh, he's, uh, he sells fish. These big fish, like the Nairo patches. Do you find those kinds of fish are in the shores? Where even someone can enter in the water and there you get these small fish like the silver fish. You even don't use hooks to capture the silver fish. You get a basket or a net and you just gather them. Ah, you pour them in the miracle center. Amen. Amen. You got them and buy them in Watoto. Ah. Ah. It's a basket. They are just there. They are in the church romancing. Amen. Those ones are captured by baskets you gather and power. Their heaven is their bearing. Their heaven ends here. There is a brother here who is a deacon who came from Watoto church. He told the, uh, me that they allowed darkness in. 
Then they uh, spread rights on the pulpit. Where you can see only the preacher, but you can't see the congregation. Then guys, uh, boys and girls are sitting on one another. Romancing they are romancing in the church. It is allowed. Those ones are just silver fish. Those are silver fish. They are eaten by dogs and pigs. Please, those who enjoy them, forgive me. I'm not abusing you. Hallelujah! Amen. But if you want to get like a narrow path, you enter in deep waters. And when you catch it, you call even your colleagues to come and help you to put just one. Amen. Amen. Here in the shallow waters, the shallow, shallow waters. You're going to go to America. So shallow. You mean that's all that Christ has for me? Go to America. America. To take me to America. You're going to be rich. He's still saved. He's Mukwano saved. But thieves who are in the government have miles and miles of farms. Are they saved? Or is that heaven to them? You need Jesus. Do we need Jesus to be rich? But there is the gospel that captures the bride. That gospel is deep. Amen. That gospel is deep. The, the silver fish can't swim from there. When you go there carelessly, you will be swallowed up. Amen. Be what to come at the seven sanders. Do you see how you're sorted up in that? Seven thunders. Yeah. It swallows you. But that's what captures the bride. The bride is a very big fish. We are not here for marriage. We are not here to buy cars. We are not here for visas. Amen. Amen. Visa passport. That visa which is given you with a passport by a gay can be stamped in your passport by even a lesbian or a homosexual. We are not here for that. But we are here for the seal of God. Beyond the sun and the moon. Hallelujah. Amen. And what is here to catch you? Uh, pardon? What catches you that will give you even the translation of your body? Give you rapturing faith and the revelations that are sealed outside the book. The seven thunders. Amen. 
that revealed the seven seals. Now listen. The seven thunders reveals the seven seals. The seven thunders is Jesus Christ. Amen. For he's the one who revealed the seven seals. Those seven thunder voices in the form of angels. No wonder after leaving Brother Branham, they formed the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. They are Jesus Christ. Because they, they have the hold the entire mystery. And Christ is the mystery of God revealed. Amen. The entire Bible. Bible number. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, the seventh anders have the side of the revelation. I believe you have caught it. I believe you have caught it. Let no one tell you that it is not to be understood. Because the prophet said, we need to know and to take a prophet. I hope you have caught it. But it has a side of the manifestation. It has the side of the manifestation. The seven thunders is the third pool. It has the side of the revelation of the word and then the manifestation. The word made flesh. That's why John was told. Oh, take the book. Uh, eat it. Because there is a time for manifestation. And Brother Brown said, The bride will be the final voice. To the final age. And the voice is the word of God. Meaning, you're going to be the word of God made flesh. The word of God has to be made flesh. So, brother, here we are. Here we are. Amen. The manifestation is what will literally bring the rapture faith. Amen. When the word has already put on fresh, now you've eaten the book. Now where is it? It is in the hands. It is in your feet. It is in your back. It is in your head. The book is in you. It has been digested and assimilated. Amen. It's in you. Even if you say prophesy again, he prophesied. What is he prophesying? Prophesying what is coming out of the book that is in him. What does that mean? That's what it means for the word to put on fresh. 
Brother Bram Nagamba. Brother Bram say that. Linda Kwebwa to come sample. Wait for the seven thunders. After, after being revealed unto that small group that can take the word. They will cut and slice everything. He said that they will speak. They will be able to speak. Five billion uh, fries on the earth if they wish to. As how Moses would speak. Let there be fries to feed Egypt. Then he would create them. Let frogs feed Egypt. And he created them. Why? Because in him, he was the one putting on fresh. Even you. Now, even you, you are being transformed into the word putting on fresh. When Elisha got the mantle of Elijah, when Elisha got the mantle of Elijah, the Ram said that, that the second portion it did not work in his life fully. Until he fit in that mantle. It, he said that it took him 10 years to fit in the mantle. Now the question is Unto the mantle and Elisha, who was bigger than the other? Elisha was bigger than the mantle. The man was there, he was a peasant. He used to eat portion to go to the garden to work. He used to eat his beans. He was just big. But Elijah was a man of the wilderness. He was a, a, a small man. He used to stay in the bushes. He wasn't in the uh, pressures of the world and the rejoicings of the world. Now this man who was a gardener and a pizza used to eat his cassava sweet potatoes yams and grasshoppers and potion beans and with wushera everything he ate uh, pumpkins feeding the month of the man who used to stay in the, in the, in the wilderness it was not easy now he had to be trimmed to reduce in size to die unto the fresh. Amen. To die unto the fresh so that he could fit in the mantle. When now he put it on and would fit him full. Now the double portion now came upon him. Now what you have to do? You are the Elisha. You have to fit, to fit on the book. You have to die to the world and unto sin. This message, you put it on when you are like it. Now, that, that, that portion of power will now come upon you. Now, there you will be the, the manifestation of the seven 
thunders. Brother, many can preach about it. But manifesting it is another thing. Amen. Many can sing about it. But manifestation of it is another thing. But the manifestation is coming. Because the bride, every now and then, she is dreaming to fit, to fit, to fit the garments. Let us stand on our feet. We have seen his star. And we are here to worship him. I will praise him. I will praise him. Praise. Sinner slave. 